It is perfectly acceptable to abandon your wife and children on a weekend to do a four-hour podcast with a couple of dudes while enjoying cigars and whiskey. Of course, of course. it is, or we wouldn't have done it. Who would suggest otherwise? Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Yes or No Game. We have a very, very special guest this week. But first, you ever just want to be me? You ever just look over there and you say, man, I want to be that guy playing that game? Well, now you can. When you go to dailywire.com shop, you can get Yes or No, the game. You can play with your family, with your friends, multiple players, figure out who knows whom best. You can order that now. We sold out. We had an initial run of a thousand copies of this game. It sold out instantly, long before Christmas. Now's your chance to pre-order. We've ordered thousands more copies. They are all going to sell out. So make sure you pre-order dailywire.com slash shop. Now, this game is a real special mashup because this game is usually martinis with Michael. It will be mashed up with pints with Aquinas. Yes. And my friend Matt Frad. Matt, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. So you are a very well-known Catholic podcaster, and people might be wondering why my martini looks so strange. Mm. It is because it is the Lenten season, and I've decided this Lent, I'm going to, for the first time in my life since I was 18, I'm going to try to reduce the booze intake, and so you are going to have to drink enough for the two of us. Okay. You have a flight to miss, so yeah. don't worry. We've got plenty of cards for that. All right. Usually we begin, if it's a woman playing, I let the lady go first. You're a man, so I will go first. Okay. And then you have to guess yeah. what how would I say. would answer the question. All right. And then you move my drink, which is a delicious fruity spindrift. Mm -hmm. Would be much harder to give up than the booze, frankly. It's so delightful. Uh, it's like millennial ambrosia. Uh, you will move that to where you think I would guess. I will move yours to where I think you would guess. Okay. And then we find out. If you lose, you have to drink. If you win, you get to drink. First question. Star Wars, Harry Potter, and the Lord of the Rings are all basically the same. Huh. Uh, and I, okay, so I would hope that you would say no. And I likewise would assume you would say no. No. Lord of the it Rings. It depends what you mean by basically. If by basically mm. you mean is it a story, <laughs> well then yes, it's basically the same. But. Do nerds really like all of them? Yes. Mm -hmm. But that's where the similarities end. Yeah, is there kind of messianic components in each? Yes. But Lord of the Rings is Christian. It was written by a very famous Catholic, Tolkien. Star Wars is some kind of Sufi, vaguely Muslim kind of thing, maybe. And Harry Potter is for witches. I, I started reading Harry Potter on my summer trip because I've never been terribly convinced by the Christian argument that it's demonic. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was quite a charming read. Yeah. But The Lord of the Rings is absolute poetry. I mean... Can I make a confession? Yeah. I got through like 200 pages. Of what? Lord of the Rings. Wow. With The Hobbit I tried. I, wa I went to the movie. I, went, yeah. I said, I'm going to watch one of the movies. I went to the second movie when it hit theaters. I walked out. They were in the woods for so long. It's so boring. Well, you know what's funny is when I, I remember trying to watch the movies later on in life, and this was after I had become addicted to TV shows like 24, which yeah, is yeah. incredibly fast-paced. Yeah. And then I tried watching The Fellowship of the Ring, and I'm like, what is happening? Why? Where's the clock counting down? This yeah. is 
I know. No, but the books are amazing. I, I I'm know. really surprised. I know. I yeah. take your word for it. You know it. it's I, your problem. I know it's You know my it's not problem. Tolkien's Yes, problem. that's yeah. right. Okay, so I guess we get so to drink. This is weird because, okay. It's hard. I'm not right. saying it's easy. Cheers. I asked your, your assistant for the cheapest bourbon imaginable. Do you know what they got? I don't know. Hopefully. We'll see. All bourbon tastes identical. So It's so weird when I, when I have Drew come in. Oh, that's quite nice. Is it? Okay. <laughs> Maybe I could get behind mm. the sake. <laughs> when we have Drew come in, Drew requests scotch. Mm. And for him, only the top shelf will do. With the cigars, only the top shelf will do. Yeah. You're much more down to earth. Uh, your All question. Right. Okay. G'day is an abomination to the English language and should be thrown out with other terms like Prolly, no cap, and intersectionality. <laughs> That's excellent. Wow. Is G'day an abomination to the English language? Oh no, I have to, do I have to guess? You have to you? guess All right. for me. I think you might say yes. Because there's, there's not, but I don't know. No, I think it's a delightful colloquialism. Okay. I, I rather like, and when I think of all the other examples, some of which you cited there, but many others as well, uh, I, I think G'day is far from our worst problem. And frankly, these days, if someone is speaking the English language at all, mm. I'm grateful. I'll take what I can get. You've got Probably. even the conservatives here in America are giving their State of the Union response in Spanish. Uh-huh. I think, oh. well, this is, there's very little to unite us yeah. in America in the broader Anglosphere. Good. I'd like, it'd be nice to have the same, yeah, basically. <laughs> nice to have at least a language. But that's a good point. I've never heard that argument. Like, if I'm not okay with Prolly, why am I okay with G'day? And I think it's, it's, it has a pedigree. It's, yeah. It has more of a history, perhaps. Of course. I love etymology. I'm really into yeah. etymology and the development of language. Yep. And sometimes, language is going to develop, right? But sometimes it takes a turn that's charming and beautiful and poetic. And sometimes you get, you get bad stuff. No cap, no cap. Real. Okay, so now what? So now you have to drink. I have to drink. I simply You get can drink, drink it, if you like, yeah. Mm. I'm going to have the shakes by the end of the show, by the way. Usually, the shakes go away by the end of the show. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to have the tremors far more. Because you need the alcohol? I need the booze. <laughs> right now, go to hallow.com slash Knowles. It seems for Lent this year, the libs are giving up morality and common sense. I think they give that up outside of Lent, too. But you don't have to. Choose today to strengthen your faith in spite of this broken world through prayer, meditation, and fasting. Join me and thousands of others on Hallow, the number one Christian prayer app in the United States. As Christians, we are called to abstain from luxuries during Lent and instead more deeply embrace our faith. Hallow is here to help me maintain a daily prayer routine from now until Easter, and it can help you too. Download the app for free at hallow.com slash Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. You can set prayer reminders and track your progress along the way. Not sure where to start? Maybe check out my favorite podcast that I listen to, Father Mike Schmitz's Bible in a Year, available on the Hallow app for brief daily Bible readings and reflections, where you can pray alongside Mark Wahlberg, Jim Caviezel, and even some world-class athletes. With Hallow, you can customize a personal prayer routine for yourself. Stay rooted in your faith and values during this season of Lent. Get an exclusive three-month free trial at hallow.com slash Knowles. That is hallow.com slash Knowles. In the year of our Lord, 2023, I have more in common with a practicing Muslim than I do with someone practicing woke liberalism. Oh, wow. 
This is one of those questions that I'd hate to get wrong, and I'm sure the, if I took the time to think about it, I might come up with a different answer. But I'm going to say yes, that I... Oh, no, I can't say that. That's not how the well, game I works, just, And I just won this round, so you have to guess how I would guess. Okay, I think you might say yes in certain instances. Inshallah. I don't know what that word means. I think it's a Muslim thing. Okay. Uh, yes, I would agree. I think we basically have more... The, the, the problem is this. Wokeism, mm. progressive liberalism, whatever you want to say, is a derivation of Puritanism. I think that the woke left, they really are the inheritors of the Puritan tradition in the United States, mm -hmm. which pains me to say because I have Puritan ancestors. Uh, but it, it all comes out of the same culture. It's just woke leftism comes out of the really the wrong turn that the culture started to take centuries ago. Yeah. But it does come from our culture, and it is a kind of weird aping of Christianity. Yeah, I think that's right. But you could say the same about Islam. It's just that Islam is a Christian heresy from the 7th century, yes. not from the 17th century, as maybe uh, yeah. Puritanism and wokeism comes to be. So because uh, Islam started aping a culture back when it was much healthier, I, yeah. I suppose I give the Muslims the advantage. Yeah, if I've got someone here who believes that God exists, that he's separate from the world, that he, has, um, he can command certain things, that there are certain things we're obliged to do, yeah. I mean, that isn't to say that I don't think it's a heresy, like you put it. I like to think of Muhammad, I like to review Muhammad, I'm going to get into trouble here, but I like to review Muhammad in the way that the church fathers and then C.S. Lewis would review Christ. Mm -hmm. Lord, liar, lunatic. Pick one. I think with Muhammad, you've got to say prophet, liar, lunatic, right. or possessed. Yeah. I think it's probably one of those. Right. And you even see, you know, in Dante, he, he puts some of these Muslims in the realm of sort of mm -hmm. schismatics and heretics and things. Because, it, it, I mean, even Muhammad started the religion after going on a trip with his uncle, and they met a heretical monk, which the, in the mm. Muslim tradition they call Bahira, and in the Western tradition we call Sergius. But no one really disputes that, so it obviously comes from yeah. some kind of understanding yep. of Christianity. One of the criticisms of Islam that you saw in the Regensburg Address by mm -hmm. Benedict is that in Christianity, God and logic are synonymous. Whereas in Islam, Allah is utterly transcendent. Right. So he quotes the Muslim theologian Ibn Hazm yes. and, and says that if God so willed it, God being pure will, he could will his followers to worship idols. Yes. And they would be obliged to do that. And uh, so I think, well, that, that's not a great thing. However, the modern libs are obviously pure will. They're so insistent upon the tyranny of their own will that they want us to let them let the men into the women's bathroom and pretend that reality is different than it is. Why is it, do you think then, that the woke people are more likely to defend and reverence Islam? Because Islam has been an historical enemy of Christianity. However, you know, to the point of the question, as we see the shakeup today, I think that probably people who believe in theistic religion at all, probably have quite a lot more uh, Objective in common. reality. Yes, yeah, and, and probably can team up against the iconoclast secularists who want to just knock down mm. everything beautiful and sacred in the world. Gee, these are good questions. These are. I hate to compliment the producers, but these are good questions. <laughs> okay. All right. See, I'm, this is, I'm, I've never been in a situation where I've had a drink in front of me and it's only acceptable to drink at certain times. Yes, yeah. only if you get it right or get it wrong. Right. Those drink. are the only times right. that right. you can drink. Okay. Currently, the internet and social media are more dangerous to young women than to young men. Okay, all right, we'll guess one, two, okay. yeah. three. Yeah, no way. I, I wouldn't, I'd have to think about it more, but I wouldn't think that it's 
I can't think of a reason that it's especially pernicious to women in a way that it wouldn't be to men. Well, the, the way it could be especially pernicious to women is it makes them think about their bodies all the time and either gives them anorexia or turns them into, you know, virtual prostitutes on OnlyFans or something. But nevertheless, even granting all that, the reason it's more pernicious to dudes is because of porn, right? Mm-hmm. Porn is just everywhere, and yeah. men are like a moth to a flame, especially young boys who yeah. are exposed to it. And porn just totally messes up people's heads. I mean, you've talked about this extensively. Yeah, I, I like what Jason Everett said. He says that pornography emasculates a man. It robs him of the ability to be masculine. Hmm. So instead of saying, this is my body given up for you, we learn the polar opposite. This is your body taken by me. We miss the point of manhood. Women are left without a strong man to guide them, and men are just wimps. Right. You be, it, Norm MacDonald had a great bit, even on one-night stands, you know, and he had this whole bit, which he gave at a club in San Francisco. He said, ah, you know, uh, sex is uh, obviously a filthy, shameful thing, clearly <laughs> only meant for procreation. And one of, one of his arguments for this is, you know how when you're going to go do that thing, you know, a one-night stand or you go alone in the room, you know how you uh, turn the blinds down? You know, you lock the door and turn the blinds down? That, that's shame. That's a manifestation of shame. That's right. You don't go bragging about looking at porn all the time. Sure. I mean, I wouldn't want to say that the sexual act within marriage is in any way, shape, or form a shameful thing. But if he's talking about fornicating, then that would be. But the reason we would turn the blinds down and lock the doors in an appropriate sexual relationship is because there are certain human acts that are appropriate in certain contexts and not others, and that says nothing one way or the other. You're telling me I shouldn't open the blinds when... (laughs) And uh, put a red light on just yeah, so I need to aware. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm a bit more exhibitionistic. All right. Okay, you're up. So neither of us have to drink. No, but we, we do get, get to wrong. drink. We do get to. We certainly get to. It's okay to be goth. <laughs> These are great. Okay. All right. Is it okay to be goth? I'd want, I'd want definitions. You don't get You don't get them. Right. One, two, okay. three. Oh, I'm going to say no. I, yeah, right. I, I'm bad at this game. So you think that I would say I no. Think I you, think that you would say yes. Yeah, I would say yes, mm-hmm. but I'd need a definition on goth. Uh, a kid who is 12 years old mm-hmm. and really pissed off at his or her father. Right. That would be my definition. Of so I would say it wouldn't be okay for parents to allow their children to dress in that way, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with people expressing themselves, and I think it would be weird if uh, mm-hmm. the, the government would step in and say no. And parents ought not to be doing that, I think, with kids at a certain age. So I'm okay so, so with you're, kids. But you, would you be okay? I wouldn't be okay with my kid doing it. You wouldn't? Not at all. Yeah. It wouldn't be an option. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if your kid did it, I'd be like, oh, bloody hell, sorry. What about? That sounds terrible, but <laughs> I wouldn't do anything about it. What if a school said, okay, we've got a policy you can't dress up like Marilyn Manson. You know, no goth stuff in the school. I think the problem with the goth thing is it very quickly become verges on the satanic symbolism. Yeah, yeah. And I don't almost think immediately. Yeah, I, I don't. I was never goth, no. but I did wear a lot of heavy metal mm. t-shirts and black jeans. Really? And, yeah. I was in a heavy metal band and things like this. I didn't know this. Yeah. What? Why? Um, I was. I liked the idea of like rebelling against the man and you know just being angry and trying to express that and not knowing how to. I don't think I fit in with the jocks and I didn't fit in with other people, but I did like heavy metal music and so I just sort of adopted that identity. I'm not sure why people do it today though, because what I find interesting is if I show my son, who's 15 years old, Metallica, he's like, why are they so angry? I'm like, this is brilliant. What do you mean? <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's almost, it's funny to me that young kids don't listen to the same music we did. So I don't know what goth means today. Yeah. I, I really love that. I mean, today, of course, though, to be subversive, mm. to be really transgressive is to just like go to Latin mass <laughs> and get married young and have children yeah. and work yeah. hard. Yeah. That is very different than As it was. As Gavin in the McGinnis 80s and says, it's the new punk rock. It's the new punk rock. Yeah. That's right. Do you, sometimes people write into me and they'll say, Michael, is it, is it okay to listen to or perform in heavy metal? Mm-hmm. And I go back to Plato on this, where mm-hmm. Plato's yeah. very wary of music, especially percussive music, especially music that cuts right through to your soul. What's your answer? I certainly wouldn't have as sophisticated an answer as you would. I get the feeling you think about this quite frequently. I just, I'm up all I, night. I say, should I listen to Metallica? I, I listen, it's funny. When I was a teenager, I was listening to heavy metal, Pantera, Machine Head, Metallica. Now, if you said, what do you listen to? It's, <laughs> you're listening to oldies on a front porch and it's raining. That's the crap I listen to right now, Michael, because I'm old and I'm tired. Yeah, I know. Um, but I do listen to heavy metal. Um, there's, a, there's a band called Sabaton. And there's an excellent song about the Swiss guards <laughs> doing things to the Muslims. Really? Shall we say. And it's excellent. Ah, oh, Michael, you'd love it. There is, I, I could see this sort of goth to trad pipeline. You know, <laughs> yes. it's just you're kind of turning yeah, your little, target. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. No, so I, yeah. So I like heavy metal if I'm working out. I feel like it. Mm. But if I try to listen to secular music, what I find is it, it, it haunts me like a ghost. So it'll be two days later, or I'll be up at night and this stupid song is in my head. Yeah. Like, why is it there? Go away. So mm. tend not to like. And th- this does explain why okay. I do not listen to it, because I have not worked out since the Obama administration. Okay. okay. Can uh, I drink? No, I you, can. You can. Yeah. You have the opportunity now because of how you answered that question. In general, men in the workforce should avoid close female friendships with coworkers. I'm going to reset your drink. Okay. In the workforce. In general. In general. Men should avoid close friendships with female. Um, Yeah, all right. Uh, One, two, three. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Certainly if you're married, I don't know if you should be having new close female friends at all. Um, But if you're a single man and you're looking to marry and you're walking on the same piece of carpet as another young single woman... Hmm. Presumably, you'd like to get to know her first. And I don't like the idea of saying to a man, you shouldn't do that lest it look weird or you be accused of something when you did nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm kind of capitulating when right. I say that. So, but, so you're saying if you're a single guy, she's a single girl, and you plan on dating seriously and getting yeah. married or something, then yeah, go for it. But in, in general, you know, you shouldn't be yeah. I think that's flirting right. with your secretary or something. But that's a very different thing to getting to know someone, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I've heard Matt Walsh make this point that he says that you, men shouldn't be friends with women or you can't. I don't want to misquote him. I'm, I misquote him all the time. Okay, I heard well, he's a fascist miss- and called for genocide. I got a new idea for a game. Mm-hmm. Misquoting Matt Walsh. <laughs> yeah. But I, no, I, have, I have female friends. But certainly once yeah. I got married, I was completely uninterested in making friends making or, or maintaining those friends Hmm. those female friends, you know, to, a, to the degree they were before. Do you, do you find, though, one of my closest friends is, is a woman, and we've been friends for many years. But we are friends also in the broader context of she and I are both married. Mm-hmm. We are both friends with each other's yeah. spouse, yeah. and we'll spend time hanging out with the, just the spouse, you know, and not the other person. And I've got actually multiple friends like this, but I'm thinking of one in particular because we've been friends for so long. And I think... 
Well, that, I would still say this person is one of my best friends. The woman? The woman. Yeah. But not, you know, she and I don't have romantic dinners together. Yeah. You know, it, it's within this broader context of, yeah. now we're, now I guess we're couple friends, you know. When, when, I, when I meet new friends, yeah. once I get to, if I meet their wives, I'm only interested in them because I care about my male friend. Yeah. And when my male friends who know me forget the name of my wife and children, I respect it. Yeah. I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, you know? right, but, right. Yeah. yeah, I think it's also, people will write in, they'll say, can men and women be platonic friends? And I think, well, when you got to be really careful about the context, but if, you, if there's a single woman, let's say you work with a single woman and you're married or even if you're not married but you're not interested, I don't see any world in which you can be like close friends with that person and not have it be kind of weird, right? I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. Because I, I, I also know someone I would consider a very holy priest yeah. and a very holy nun who worked together in, in different ministries. Yeah. And I know that the cynic in us might be like, oh yeah, but. But I think that says more about us than them. Yes. So and, I and certainly you, want to leave, it, leave room for the possibility. And in that, that case, close friends. I mean, you, you would say in that case, they both are married. Right, sure. They're, coincidentally, they're married to the same person. Yeah, and so, it, but it, so it's they're not single at the very least, mm. even though they might, even though they don't have a you know spouse that walks around on Earth all the time. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so right. we're both okay. We're there, both okay. With yep. All right, the East Palestine. Did I pronounce that right? I think so. Train derailment is likely just one of many intentionally orchestrated attacks manufacturing plants, chicken hatcheries, etc., with the goal of destabilizing our society. All right, did you get that? I did got you? it, yep. I got it. All right. Okay, one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, I would say no, but I thought you would have said yes. I am open to yes. However, I lean no. Okay. And the, my reasoning is this. I never ascribe to malice that which is equally explained by incompetence and stupidity. And so what I do think there's something going on now, which is as the boomers are retiring, boomers for all their flaws did have some basic kind of professional competence and millennials don't have that at all. <laughs> millennials don't know a damn thing about anything in terms of practical skills. Uh, I don't. And I certainly don't. You know, look, I mean, this is my job is I drink and read these cards. And so as that, as that starts to change, you're seeing, I think some more of these industrial type accidents. Interesting. There are over a thousand train derailments every year, and ha that has been true for decades. So, and it's there are competence problems getting worse from the perspective of the government. But yeah. are there nefarious actors and saboteurs and spooks and all sorts of people who are going in and trying to mess around with our public life? Of course, but I think a lot of it is actual incompetence. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I, I, I kind of, I'm afraid that there isn't a group plotting terrible things. And it's just people like me who've got yeah. no idea what they're doing. Like, that's a terrifying. I know. And but, but I think it is. It's, it's a more boring answer, but it seems like, therefore, it's probably the answer. There also, there are groups. I mean, there are groups conspiring. Mm -hmm. And the definition of a company is a conspiracy, right? I mean, you're, mm. you're conspiring together yeah. to do something, get an edge over competitors. But I just don't know that you can ascribe all of the nefarious things happening in the world to those groups of people. I, I fear, yeah, it's, it's us. The mm. fault lies not in the cabals, but in ourselves very often. All right. So I got yours wrong. You got it wrong. So, so you I get to drink. drink. That's yeah. what I'm going to try to do That's now. Right. Get yeah, your you answers wrong. <laughs> all right. Here we go. 
Now do I, wait, is it? I think it's, it's my go. Oh, it is your turn. It's my go. Here we go. Give me that call. Yeah. In 2023, there is an even greater push from mainstream entertainment toward promoting white guilt than LGBTQ plus visibility. Oh, right. White guilt. Uh, um, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the news cycle this last few weeks seems to make it seem like that is the case. Yeah. But I haven't done any... Do you, do you know why? Why? This is something an American would have an advantage over an Aus. I'm going to have to say you got it wrong only, only because we've just come to the end of February. Mm-hmm. Half of this year so far has been dominated by the liberal liturgical month of Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And so the activism has been hyper-focused on white guilt and black grievance. Okay. That is going to change. In June, we are going to get the first of two, if not several, gay months. And then everything is going to be rainbow. In May, do you mean? No. In June is the first one. Is it? Isn't, Isn't May the gay month? It soon will be another gay month, I'm sure. But June it is. But June is a long time. Was the, it was Pride Day. I just thought Friday. May rhymed with gay, and that would have been a good strategy on their part. Yeah. June. Ricciun. No idea. That's an Italian. Right. That's an Italian phrase for homosexual. <laughs> it's uh, it's it okay. Is. And then, I don't know what big ears for some reason they call Or <laughs> October. I don't know. I got nothing. Bend over. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> is that your shot? Or... It's now it's yours. <laughs> all right. Here we go. The argument can be made that legalizing polygamist marriage would be less detrimental society, less detrimental to society than legalizing gay marriage. Oh, okay. okay. So can the argument be made that you can legalize a polygamous marriage and that that would be less detrimental to society than gay marriage? Okay, ready? One, two, three. A hundred percent, I would say that. At least polygamy is real. Yeah, at least you're dealing with, <laughs> it's something that God permitted. Yeah, even if he didn't like it. it. Yeah, he wasn't into it. Yeah. But, uh, Things kind of went awry very often yeah. when guys- Not promoting it, you understand. Yeah. Not saying we should be doing it. It doesn't violate the natural law. No. Whereas the, the notion of same-sex marriage is it's just an incoherent right. phrase. Oxymoron. I mean, this, this is why even to say legalize same-sex marriage, you can't, even if I wanted to legalize same-sex marriage, I feel so impelled to do so, I could not do that because it is not a thing. Yeah. It'd be like uh, legalizing, uh, I don't know, burning hot ice. Yeah. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah, marriage precedes the state. The state has no right to redefine what precedes it and what yeah. is in the natural law any more than the state saying, from now on, we've decided that friendship means enemies. Yeah, like, well, right. You, you can play with words if you want, yeah. but that isn't what it It means. doesn't work. I mean, this is sometimes they'll say, I got in trouble recently for saying we should ban transgenderism entirely. Thank you. That's the only, it's the only way yeah. that, that you... It's the only way that you could protect women's bathrooms or women's locker rooms or anything is you, you can't it's not just that you would ban it for five-year-olds you have you have to ban it for everybody yeah. or you're going to end up with the same effect it's like it's like saying we uh, we want to ban abortion except for cases it's like no we want to yeah. ban abortion because you shouldn't kill You'll, innocent human beings right yeah if you believe the premise then you yeah. got to keep going yeah. and uh, but someone said well michael why won't you affirm transgenderism and i said because i can't yeah it's it's not me. Even if I really, really wanted to legalize transgender, it's just, it is not an ontological category that is real. Yeah. I, I, so I don't so it's not my fault. I, I don't want to get into this. I'm not sure how much we can say before you 
to oh, Michael Knowles. Yeah. They'll, they'll bleep channel, me out. So. Yeah. But, I oh, mean, they will? They will. Your, your my producers will. will. All right. So then I would say, yeah, because you're, you're legalizing. Yeah. You're, you're legalizing somebody's. Yes. Yeah. And I can't, I can, I can no more affirm transgenderism than I can affirm the voices of, you know, talking into his head. Well, you went above me. Good yeah. job. <laughs> I'm sure they'll let's have a drink. Episode, yeah. <laughs> do they actually beep it or do they jump cut? Beeping it, would be much funnier. They bleep, I insist that they bleep with a big bar that says big tech. I say, if you're going to cut me, no, I, right. yeah, yeah. I say, All right. My shot or yours? Sorry. I just want to see. If I think it's mine. Yeah, right, I think go. it's mine. All right. I'm let's up. Let's go. Australia's biggest export is boomerangs. <laughs> it's also their biggest import. Hmm. Oh, that is interesting. I, I'd have, I'll just take a guess. I'll have to guess what you would think. I don't know, I guess you'll say no, maybe. I, I would say you would say no. I think I might say yes. I mean, it's an interesting point. If, mm. that is, if, that's, if that's one of the things that tourists like to buy, then we gotta be cranking these bad boys out. Yeah, yeah. Who and can crank them out faster than China? Yeah. <laughs> so well, I would think it's- That becomes a problem because obviously if a boomerang is your biggest export, then eventually it will- be It will come back. Import. It has to. Very good. But, but yeah, but they are all- Is that the China. joke? I missed I the joke. I think that may have, it was, it was a lame Very good. No, it was very good. I think the reason that it's not boomerangs is one, uh, actors. Mm. The biggest American actors somehow are all Australian. There's a disproportionate number of them. It's weird. It's very strange. And they're all also just angry and, Are they? you know, fairly conservative, actually. But, you know, you think about guys who are known for getting into fights and scrapping. It's Russell Crowe, uh-huh. Mel Gibson. I know. love that people have this view of Australia. Yeah. Until yeah. our government, government became tyrannical and locked people in their houses. And everyone came up to me and went, why is your country gay? <laughs> And I said, I don't know if it is, and I actually haven't kept up on what's going on, so I don't know. But they, they did, it was sort of like, you call that a lockdown? No, this is a lockdown. <laughs> well, and then good. they closed their blinds and locked their doors, yeah. and they didn't go anywhere. This was my other thought for the biggest export, is wokeness. Now, did you see your native e-safety commissioner? Nope, I don't th- think so. This woman, uh, she was working at, Microsoft and Twitter, she was too woke for those two places. She goes to Australia, gets hooked up with, she was also part American. She gets hooked up with the Australian government. She creates this thing, safety by design. Mm. And safety by design says, and it's in in, uh, work with the World Economic Forum, they're working in tandem. Uh, It would embed the woke regulations in the tech platforms themselves. Mm. So they're saying, oh, the governments, they're not gonna keep up with all the trends. And so what we need to do is just embed it in the three big tech companies. And if the Australian government, maybe one or two others demands it, the World Economic Forum demands it, then it's just gonna go in there and it's gonna be exported all around the world. Yeah, all right, wokeism. Okay. All right, Um, I don't know what happened. You, well, we have to drink. Okay. Marshall. I I realized I'm hiccuping more with the non-alcoholic drink. I think it's because it's bubbly. Bad for you. Mm-hmm. You want to drink it's not alcohol. Good for you. It's not good for them. Andrew's <laughs> Andrew Tate's advice. I don't know what it is. You can tell me. Mm-hmm. Does more harm than good. Um, since I don't know anything about this fella, I'm going to presume that you're going to say no. And I'll say that you say no too because okay. you don't know. You don't. I don't know much about him. I Have you followed him at all? I know he's got a bald head. Yes. That he dated Michaela Peterson at one point. Did he? I didn't know that. Maybe he didn't. Scratch that. <laughs> but we're going to start uh, that rumor at the very <laughs> yeah, least. Right. Um, 
and something to do with Romanian prostitutes. Yes. All right, always you, comes you, back you to Romanian So fill, fill me in. So the guy became really famous, one, because he's very savvy at the internet and just knows how to go viral, and that succeeded for him. But he became famous also because he would contradict parts of secular modernity and leftism. And he would say, no, men should be strong, mm. and you should make money, and that's good, and masculinity is not toxic, and all these sorts of really basic self-help things that, that got him pretty popular. He is also a pimp. <laughs> like, I By think that's pimp, uncontroversial. You mean... Like he sells flesh and makes money on it. And you think that, that he's, not, he's doing more good than harm? No, I thought it was more harm than good. Advice does more harm than good. His advice. Oh, right. So as a, as a. Okay. Well, hold on. I'll even. I'll even <laughs> allow. I'll keep the same answer. I, as you know, the rules. I'm going to double down. Yeah. Yes. I'll double down. Well, in the sense that he's not saying anything different than the rest of the culture is saying. Right. The whole rest of the culture says, "Be a prostitute. Get hooked on porn. Treat yourself like you're a bag of meat." So he's not especially bad in that regard. Mm. He's. They're all pimps in this culture. Uh, though he contradicts wokeism a little bit. So I guess uh, you give him a slight edge there. But the guy. The guy is a pimp. I mean, he admits to this. He moved to Romania. Yeah, he created OnlyFans accounts and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, well, then we should be bloody condemning him. I think this is one of the things that Catholicism can do for the conservative movement is it gives you guardrails and direction yeah. and information about the things you ought to be conserving. Yeah. And my problem with those on the left is that they are spiraling into this madness. And it seems like unless you are as insane as possible in that direction, you're not yet enlightened enough. Right. But we might be seeing something similar on the right yeah. where the most obscene and outrageous and ridiculous and false things yeah. are thought to be good if they're at you know, diametrically opposed to what the, what the left is saying. Right. Um, Although so I wouldn't the, want that. a lot of what... Andrew Tate has put out, he might think it's diametrically opposed to the left, but it's really not. I mean, if you're accepting the premises of the sexual revolution Mm. and you're conducting your business and your personal life in a way that is not the most conducive to virtue, then you're really kind of going along with the libs. Although I think Tate recently converted to Islam. That's right. So I guess that's better than being an atheist. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) All right. I don't even know how I answered on that. I, Somewhere in the I do not understand this game yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm up. You're sure. I can drink, so I will. Biden is a better Catholic than Nancy Pelosi. Joe Biden's a better Catholic oh. than Nancy Pelosi. Okay. <laughs> I would say... So you're going to tell him... Okay, you're going to say no, he's not a better Catholic. Would you, would you agree that he is not a better Catholic? The only reason I think he might be a better Catholic is that despite his false views and promotions of things like abortion and transgenderism, he, list, he at least seems to uh, pray the rosary. He seems to go to mass. And he, he might just be a really old man who doesn't know what he's doing anymore. I, I'm not saying that to crap on the poor fella. I actually yeah. can't, I can't tell if I feel sympathy for him or not. I can't tell if I'm more angry at him or the people around him who pushed him into it. But... Um, I don't know. That's that's. They they both seem pretty. They both seem like pretty bad Catholics. Why yeah. would you say that you think Nancy Pelosi is a better Catholic than Joe Biden? Only because he is more prominent, and I think he has more responsibility to live his faith 
properly and to respect his. But position. having more of a responsibility is not the same thing to say he he is a better Catholic than her. Well, she that, is a better Catholic than he. that when he commits a, the sin of scandal, it's it's more egregious than when she does. Sure. Because though theoretically, I mean, she's the head of one of the houses of one of the three branches of government, or was until very recently. But he's the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. It's a figure that is imbued with a kind of monarchical quality almost. And so when, when Joe Biden goes out and he says, I support killing babies and I support men pretending to be women and I, I make a mockery of the definition of marriage. And am I right in thinking that he at one point said that a child should be able to have themselves mutilated? Oh yeah, he's saying that so right now. It's his administration's pushing right. it. So it's just, I'm sure Pelosi thinks all the same stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, I just think the sin of scandal is, is sure. more severe for Biden. Yeah, yeah. But they're both pretty bad. Uh, ca- uh, Cardinal, who, who told her she can't receive Ar- Archbishop Cordelione. Cordelione. Can we give just a cheer, little cheers to Cordelione? It means for, uh, just being a man. You know, to give a little Italian translation for the, that yeah. Cordelione means heart of a lion. Yeah. And he's got it. I think it's really important that we publicly celebrate our bishops and priests yeah. when they take a stand like that. Yeah. Even if we disagree with a bunch of other things that they've done, even if we think they've been cowardly, as soon as they make a right decision, they need to hear our praise mm-hmm. more than the critics' booze. That's a great point. I, I sometimes, yeah. when, a, when a priest or a bishop or somebody does something great, I sometimes hesitate to compliment them because I don't want them to catch more heat for my praise. Oh, sure. But, I, but you're probably right. If they're yeah. going to go out there, you know, Cordelione, Archbishop Cordelione comes out and he says, no, here's... It's bad for Nancy Pelosi. It's bad for the flock and it's yes. bad for Nancy Pelosi. Out of love for her, we yeah. have to deny her Holy Communion. Exactly. Yeah. And you're right. He deserves a lot of praise for that, shouldn't you? Yeah. But yeah. Because I think if you came out and said something like that, you would embolden those faithful Catholics yeah. who would then be, hey, did you hear what? I think Yeah. My basic, my basic thought is like most of us are cowards and we <laughs> like people to like us. Yeah. And when they praise us for doing good things, we're like children who will then will be more likely That's to do it. That's it. No, I'm I like think that. you make a great point. All right. You, is it? I think it's okay. Maybe. <laughs> Who cares? I believe I've seen what can only be described as an angel, demon, or ghost. So at, at some point, yeah. you've seen an angel, a demon, or a ghost. I'm going to say one, two, three. Oh, I certainly have. Oh, you have? Certainly. Hmm. I feel like you're about to be funny, though. No, I'm not going to. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> sure there are jokes to be made about it. Yeah. And I'm not going to relate these stories because I find when, when one talks about numinous experiences... It it's, cheapens it, doesn't it? Well, not only does it, it's endlessly fascinating to the person to whom it happened, and it's oh. chloroform to everybody I don't know. Else. I'd find it pretty... It was Publicly once I, I spoke about one of these because I felt it was pertinent, but to suffice it to say, I am convinced I've, I've entertained angels, unawares or awares, certainly at least twice and maybe more. How about you? No, I don't have any recollection of encountering hmm. anything supernatural and seeing it with my visible eyes. No. Really? Yeah. I've had dreams that seemed peculiarly, peculiarly, peculiarly demonic. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but no, no, nothing. You have? Nothing. Like, have you ever had sleep paralysis or something? No. That kind of feels, that feels very demonic. I've heard that that's terrifying. Yeah, and I don't, it might just be a purely physical thing. <laughs> Although I suppose if you're Catholic, you don't really think that anything is purely physical or in this world, purely spiritual, right? There's a... No, I think you could say things are purely spiritual. Even in time and space? Well, 
those purely spiritual things, were they to manifest themselves, I'm not sure how they would do it. I don't think they would take the form of something visible for us to see. They, God may grant them the appearance of something physical, I suppose. Right. So I guess right. I can't write it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It could be perceived, albeit I should have material. said my wife. Yeah. <laughs> a demon. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> Take my wife. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I got it wrong, right. so I have to drink. Okay. A man who does not exercise the body is feeding the vice of sloth and is thus sinning. Okay. Uh, did you get that? I got it. All right. Yeah, I got it loud and clear. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. He. I mean, yes. Yes. Of course. But that doesn't mean three hours in the gym in the morning. Yeah. I heard that C.S. Lewis said a day wasn't complete without a good walk. Yeah. So if a good walk, it's true to the mailbox. Yes. And yeah. Back. Good walk is exercise to the bar. Yeah. Right? To the liquor cabinet. Yeah. Yes, because I don't. I guess then it's that last part of the question that trips me up a little bit. I have not exercised in at least you know fifty years, and I'm only thirty-two years old somehow. <laughs> but is that? I think it's bad. I think it's sloth. I think it is a vice. Certainly, is that a sin? that I would be obligated to confess? Again, I th- no, I think it depends on what you mean by exercise. I really do. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm actually concerned. I'll get my steps in. I'm concerned sometimes when you watch people on these YouTube videos saying like, here's why you should be working out three hours a day and meditating two hours a day. Yeah. You think, well, gee, that's great. How many hours do you have in your day? And it's also <laughs> great if you could just ignore your wife and children and responsibilities, <laughs> but most of us, yeah. know, sure, we could be a little more self-disciplined, we could work out more, maybe we should but I don't think we have to. Right. Yeah. I think about my exercise. This is actual exercise. When I carry my kid or uh-huh. kids up and down stairs multiple oh, times yeah. a day, that is certainly more exercise than I got. <laughs> like, see Joe ago. Rogan try to do that. You <laughs> yeah, know? that's no, right. Huh? See Dana White try to lift my toddler. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. People who come from countries that surrender to Emus I don't know what that is. should not be taken as Emus? What is Emus? Can we get a clarification from the producers? Emus? Oh, emus. Oh, why is the E capitalized? Respect. Who re- out of respect for the emus. People who come from countries that surrender to emus should not be taken seriously. I would say, you're right, let's see. Uh, um, one, two, should not three. be taken seriously. Yes, that's correct. At least for the time being. Maybe they grew some hmm. balls and did something with the emus after that. I, I've heard that something like there was some sort of attacks from emus, but I, I, don't, under, I don't know what happened. I, in Australia? Yeah. Though they are pretty bloody terrifying, to be fair. Uh, I am here, so my producer, who I'm sure is making this up, says that the Australians famously surrendered to a pack of emus one time. What does that mean, the Australians? Yeah, like, who are the, the aboriginals, maybe? But you're telling me that all those British convicts, that some of the most derelict, scrappy people on earth, they surrendered to a bunch of weird birds? Is that true? Probably well, asking me or him, I can't tell. It, but okay, I guess we got to. But yeah, if somebody's going to surrender to emus when they want to take your wife away or something, yeah, yeah no respect for that. <laughs> but then maybe later, <laughs> yeah. you know, they'll, the they'll emu regret comes it. knocking. They take my kid. <laughs> uh, anything, please. All right. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. It is perfectly acceptable to abandon your wife and children on a weekend to. T- <laughs> to do a four-hour podcast with a couple of dudes while enjoying cigars and whiskey. Of course course. it is, or we wouldn't have done it. Who would suggest otherwise? You know, 
when I think about the different kinds right. of love, you get to drink. I get to drink. You get to yeah. drink. There are different kinds of love. And today, we all we talk about is romantic love, or perhaps then in its fulfillment, the love between spouses. Mm-hmm. And love. What about philia? What about what friendship? About Proper oh, friendship. Yeah, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so why are you yelling at me about going and having three or four Coca-Colas with the boys mm. over at George's place? for four hours, multiple cigars. When we're talking about philia, this is a very, very high form of friendship. Right. I was very high when I walked out of there with the fumes. Oh the my fumes goodness, I had such a headache. I was mm-hmm. exhausted that whole time, but yeah. I enjoyed it. Okay. Thanks for uh, yeah, I think it's your um, In one of the American states, cuck relationships. <laughs> you have to explain this to me, I think. In one of the American states, cuck relationships will be recognized as legitimate marriages before 2030. I believe that's short for cuckold, uh-huh. where the man is being stepped out upon by, a... with, by his wife with another man. All right. And that that will be recognized as legitimate marriage before okay. 2030. Explain it to me again. So the question, the question if you could is, rephrase it, yes, would yeah. be? Would be that in America, the yeah. way marriage is going, there are a lot of cucks. They're, they're always, and, and that means what? That a cuck is a guy, a cuckold, you know, like cornuto. A guy who... I think it began as a pornographic term, but anyway. Well, that's what people say now, but, but yeah. the term, maybe it's oh. just because I'm Italian. This is the oldest Italian insult there, which is a cornuto. And you know, sometimes Italians wear a necklace that looks like a little chili pepper. Yeah. That's a horn. That's the sign of the cuckold. Okay. Like the malocchio, you know, you're okay. against. Right. And the, the idea, if you're cuckolded and you got the horns, is that your wife is cheating on you. Okay. And then... The, then I was told within the last five or six years that this is now racist and it's pornographic and they come up with all these oh. things. But it's a really old trope, actually. Okay. It's just the idea that you're a man who's getting cheated on. So the question is... <laughs> the question is, in the way marriage is going, that in cuck, cuck marriages will be recognized as a... So this is a Sheila who walks out on her husband and children for yes. another bloke. Yeah. Oh, no. She stays with her husband and children. She just stoops the mailman on the side. Well, okay, let's go ahead and okay. answer it. Uh, um, it will be recognized, yes or no? Okay. Yes or no. Uh, sure, why not? We have no idea what the hell we're talking about. We don't even know what marriage is anymore, so it may as well be that. It may as well be a bag of potato chips. Now, I have to actually disagree. Okay. I have to say no, though I agree, yeah. I agree with your point. <laughs> <laughs> because in order by, it's sort of like the definition of man and woman, definition of marriage. In order to be cucked, you you have to be in a marriage and your wife has to sleep with a guy who's not in the marriage. So in order for it to be cuckoldry, it can, you can't all be married. It has to involve a guy outside of the marriage. Okay. So just by definition. But who knows? But to your point, they changed the definition of marriage in all sorts of illogical ways, so maybe they'll do that too. Sweet. Okay. You or me? Me. No, you. Me. No. What? In a healthy society, female combat sports... Give me an example of one. A female combat sport, like like Gina Carano's stuff, which right. is should be banned. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You're just gonna move. One hundred percent. I actually think that. Yeah. I think yeah. that things like UFC are probably immoral in and of themselves. Even for men. Yes. I, I'm willing to change my mind on this. Yeah. But it seems to me that if I'm going to risk imposing serious bodily damage to mm. you. Yeah. But I need to have a good reason to do that. Mm. And money and entertainment are not what about, sufficient. What, what about football? The, I, I don't know how to answer that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Well, I'll, right. I'll translate it. You no, know, no, I, speak I, another no, no, language. I, I know so I'm talking you, about, you know, no, it's, it's the a good, one with the big guys <laughs> and the pig skin. And the, yeah. It's a very good question. Um, have you ever heard of the fallacy of the beard? No. 
The fallacy of the beard is when you say, because you don't know when a beard begins, you can't say what a beard is. Mm. Like, is this a beard? No. Yeah, but it's but in a, it's, a little blurry. It's something. Yeah. It's a trad beard, okay? <laughs> no, but if I kept growing it, in three months, you'd say yes. But yeah. at what day did it become one? You might not be able to say. Yeah, but you still know what a beard is. Right. I can say what pornography is, even though I think there are some blurry lines where I wouldn't be sure. Right, right. And so I do think... As I stand now, I'd be willing to say that I think UFC mm. boxing, as much as I'd love to watch it, yeah. like I actually think they couldn't think of anything more enjoyable to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people beating the snot out of each other. I, I get the appeal of it, just like I get the appeal of porn. Yeah. But I think I'd probably come down on the side and say that UFC is immoral, especially with women. Women should not be. Yeah, at the very like least, that. you would say with women. Yeah. But, but but feel free to push back on that. No, I I generally agree. I mean, I think, uh, you know, other than in very certain circumstances when you're a single man and you go to the nightclub and there's the jello pit, you know, and all sorts of, you know, pillow fights and things. Go. That, oh, okay. But that's very different, you know, <laughs> okay. than... I don't uh, know UFC that we should be doing that either in a healthy that, society. Yeah, but, maybe not. Maybe that yeah. was sort of uh, vicious and de degenerate. Uh. Uh, but but I, I agree. I, do, I don't want to see women beat each other up. In fact, a, a famous female fighter is a friend of mine, you know, yeah. Gina Carano, sure. who's been on this show. But... And Gina Carano could probably punch me through a wall. I'm sure she could but, be too. Uh, but, um, but I don't want to see women being hit. No. I just don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You were right. You answered right for both of us. It's better for someone to get drunk than it is to smoke a spliff of the old Peruvian parsley. Oh, okay. One, two, three. Yeah, I would say not at all. It's not better for a woman to get... <laughs> what question are we... Am I drunk? <laughs> what is that? Oh, it's You're saying it's not better for someone to get drunk than to smoke the Peruvian parsley. If somebody is uh, smoking pot and not becoming high, that's clearly a better thing than getting drunk. But can you, can you smoke pot and not get high? People who smoke pot tell me, of course, and it's only people who say that yeah. you can't smoke pot without getting high. Those are the people who've never smoked pot. No, but those and are like potheads. You can't believe what they're saying. They're a bunch of high guys. But that's, you know? that's the that's the ad hominem attack. I mean, it either is true or it isn't. Well, I'll tell you something. And this is, I think I've made this confession on the show before. In my wayward youth, uh -huh. on occasion, I never really liked it, but on occasion, I had a little touch of the old... Uh, devil's retinal. lettuce. Yeah, devil's lettuce, you know, <laughs> sin spinach. Uh -huh. And I, I was never really good at it, but I ate it some, sometimes in brownies. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, at uh, like a... I was at a music festival in college yeah. and every year this festival I would eat the pot brownie mm -hmm. and then it didn't work and I'd eat more and then that was terrible. Yeah. Or once I was in India, had the local yogurt. Guess what was in the yogurt? No. Yeah. In the yogurt? Yeah, yeah. I know. Can they're you, putting it in they're everywhere. Putting, they're putting it everywhere. It's like seed oil. And I, <laughs> It's Indian <laughs> seed oil. That's another great euphemism for it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I had that and, uh, you know, I smoked uh, some of these things every yeah. now and again. And uh, I always got, it always messed up my head. Mm. In a way that if I have a drink or even two drinks, it doesn't matter. It kind of mellows me out a little bit, but it doesn't. So I think yeah. your pothead friends are total liars. Yeah. And so I think it's it's not good to get drunk and it's not good to get high on the old devil's lettuce. But I agree with both of those statements, but I don't think, but I disagree with you that uh, you can smoke pot and necessarily be high. I just you don't ever, think that that's true. Yes, I have. Um, and, I, you, and you've not gotten high? No, I did get high. So that does, my personal <laughs> example does contradict that. But I do know people who, in my own life, who take certain things for pain. And uh, I can't think of an argument against marijuana that doesn't cut against alcohol. 
I'm open to hearing. Well, here, here it is. Unless you give me some kind of medical argument that this is far. I love that we're getting into this at the yeah, yeah, no, the this, one this, question this left. Amazing, but yeah. yeah, go on. Give me an argument. No, well, one of the arguments, and this is not going to appease people who just want a rationalist explanation for everything, but one of the arguments is cultural and traditional and historical, which is alcohol has been with us from the very beginning see, of our civilization. See, this, I, I don't use the word racist much. Yeah. But I don't know how that doesn't sound like a racist thing. Like, it's been well, part of someone's culture, pot, hasn't yeah, it? but not ours. And so Who if cares? We're, if we're part of someone's, why, why? Well, why would we bring a new evil in, is my question. Okay. So we've already, we've got, and I don't think alcohol is evil, but it certainly can be abused. But we've, we've got this substance that's been in our culture forever. Mm-hmm. Christ's first miracle, our Lord's first miracle, was turning water into wine for people who'd been drinking for days. Yep. And uh, so it's, it's been here forever. And so people can drink responsibly or they can abuse mm-hmm. booze. Pot has been imported in what, the last 70 years. It was really the hippies that kind of made it a thing here or those jazz musicians smoking their jazz cigarettes. Yeah. And it was tightly controlled and basically suppressed until very recently people are promoting it. Why would we encourage a, more he, of it? Fair enough. No, fair enough. I get the argument that why are we introducing other ways to become degenerates when we have enough at our disposal? <laughs> but here's another. If there was a culture that hadn't drunk alcohol before, but they did smoke pot. And only now uh, were they trying to make alcohol legal. Would you say, yeah, for them, maybe you shouldn't be introducing another thing that can make you degenerate? Well, because I favor our culture, Uh I would probably uh, suppress some of their It is hard to get around the biblical. I mean, if Christ is, it is difficult. He seems to bless some use. I mean, he literally blesses some use. So how about this then? If it is the case that one can smoke pot without becoming high, yeah. right? Let's just grant that yeah. for the I mean, sake listen, of argument. If my grandma had wheels, she'd be a wagon. You know, but okay, <laughs> yeah, fine. Let's I grant that. Yeah. Uh, what's better, to drink to the point of drunkenness or to smoke and not uh, marijuana and not be high? I would say obviously smoke marijuana and not be high. No, no way. Yeah. No way. Oh, hold on. Okay, and not be high. Yeah. Maybe I'm drunk. Because that's the or thing high. we have to grant for this, my version of the y- argument. Yes, okay, yeah. okay, I would grant yeah. that. And but, I'm not what encouraging about, people to smoke pot. We got, we got Cheech clear. and Chong over here. <laughs> now, what if it were... That would be a different kind of game. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> yeah, we're going to add that for the members only. <laughs> yeah. what, what if it were, is it better to smoke pot to the point of getting high or drink to the point of getting drunk? At that point, I would probably be open to looking at which is worse for you. I'd be open to arguments yeah. at that point. Yeah. I really Which is worse for you, physically or? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Physically. I would be open to that at that point. Because the, the it's, thing, when yeah. you get drunk, you get very social. And you can either get social in the sense that you're going to take a swing at your yeah. buddy, or you can get social in the sense of like, buddy, I love yeah. you, man. Thanks. Whereas with pot, you get super high, and you just go See, into that a was me. I remember that. Know. In fact, when I was 16 years old, and that was the day I decided I can't do this again. So I, as a teenager, I probably smoked it three times in my life. But I remember I had to go to work. And so I wasn't smoking pot that night. So I went and I sat down with my friends and they were all smoking pot. And I saw them all get sucked into themselves, like solipsistically. And I went, oh, this is very unattractive. This is terrible. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, drunkenness is unattractive as well. That's why I'm saying arguments against pot often cut against alcohol too. But I agree with you that that was my experience, but I'm not sure that's that's everyone's Because at least drunk guys can be funny, but high guys just think everything else is funny, but they themselves are not funny, you know? <laughs> yes, fair enough, but I imagine less violent fights when you're, when you're moving <laughs> at the pace of a just snail. look at my hands, man. <laughs> That's right. Okay, uh, is it me? I don't know. Uh, okay. I'll you can go, you go for it. it. I would rather have a pint with St. Augustine than St. Thomas Aquinas. 
Um, I mean, hmm. all right. You ready? Oh, this is actually a very difficult one. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's let's not try to influence each other. I'm gonna shut my eyes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You would say yes. I think. Really? I would say. You heard me moving the glass, so I had to say it. With Saint, I'm gonna say yes for you too. Even with though Saint you host a show called Pints with yes. Even though you host a show called Pints with yeah. Aquinas. No, I'd, I'd say I'd say Aquinas. You yeah. would take okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my argument. And I guess actually, you know, I'm gonna. This is kind of cheating a little bit. I'm gonna move it to no as well. Okay. I would rather have a pint with St. Thomas Aquinas, mm-hmm. but I would rather have two pints with St. Augustine. I would rather smoke weed. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, no. no, yeah, I, uh, I, I love Thomas. Here's, here's the kind of distinction I like to make between Augustine and Aquinas, and only our Catholic listeners will get this. Yeah. Augustine is beautiful like a garden. Yeah. Aquinas is beautiful like a game board instruction manual is beautiful. <laughs> there is a beauty to it. Not a word is wasted. The comprehensive, it's very specific that, yes. and clear. He yeah. says more in a page than modern theologians say in books. Yes, I love the man. I, I really do think I'd love him. He might not like me, but I'd love yeah. him. My only argument yeah. here for getting the pint is Saint Thomas Aquinas, one of the most intelligent people that's ever lived, one of the greatest Ooh. theologians ever to live. But if you're hanging out. Yeah. You know, you're ha- and it's yeah. like you got St. Augustine who had a kind of wild youth. Yeah. Lord, make me chase, but not yet. You know? Or you've got this other fellow who's chasing prostitutes out with firebrands. Yeah. <laughs> who do you relate to? No, that's a good point. I, just, I don't know. You'd, yeah. you'd, you'd probably leave with just as a, a raw amount of knowledge, you would leave with more of that from St. Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. However. But it is interesting that you read Thomas in the Summa and other works of his, and he sounds like a, like a chat GPT has yeah. spat out syllogisms. <laughs> But when you read his poetry, you see the heart of St. Augustine there, you know. Oh, his yes. His hymns yeah, yeah. are glorious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, so either way, this either is way, the last drink. Chin, chin, to Thank your health. You. Next time we bring out the spliffs. I'm Michael Knowles. This is the game. Yes or no game. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>